Hey, Sundesign family. I hope all of you guys are doing great. Uh, I thought it was a good time to cover a big topic. Um, so I wanted to talk about emotional intelligence. Uh, it is a big topic with a ton of research. Uh, and over the next two weeks, we'll talk about what it is, uh, how to determine your own EQ, and how to use it in your personal life and career. So let's begin with where emotional intelligence came from. In 1990, a social psychologist named Peter Salovey, I think I'm pronouncing that right, who is the current president of Yale University, uh, and his research partner, John Mayer, a psychologist at the University of New Hampshire, wrote multiple research papers on this topic. One of them was called emotional intelligence. The research focused on creating a scientific method of measuring the differences between people's abilities in and around their emotions. As a part of the model that they created, they developed two tests that would output a person's EQ or emotional quotient. Now back then, Salovey and Mayer's research lived only in the world of academia. It wasn't widely known, it wasn't widely recognized. But in 1992, a New York Times science reporter named Daniel Goleman got permission to use the term emotional intelligence for a book he was writing on the subject. Uh, and he published Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ in 1995. Goleman's book was a huge hit. Uh, it was on the New York Times bestseller list for well over a year. Uh, and Goleman even made appearances on shows like uh, Phil Donahue and Oprah Winfrey. Um, which, if you're not familiar with the mid to late 90s, that was a huge deal. That was like instant success. Millions of people watched those shows. Um, in opposition to the success of the book um, and the you know, popularity it was growing in Goldman's name, the original researchers, Salovey and Mayer, um, really felt like Goldman's research and writing broadened the definition of emotional intelligence to such a large extent that its utility and scientific meaning no longer existed, um, really making it no longer a clear predictor of scientific outcomes. So both Salovey and Mayer, um, you know, throughout their careers, which are still going, uh, have continued their research in this area, um, as has Goleman, from a slightly different perspective, continued to write. He wrote more books in 1997, and then I think again in early 2000, uh, and then, you know, based on its popularity, tons of people have written on this subject matter since then. But, you know, really those three, Salovey, Mayer, and Goldman, uh, I would consider to be the experts. All right, with that little history lesson out of the way, let's dive into what emotional intelligence actually is. So there's, there's two terms used somewhat interchangeably. Uh, the first, emotional intelligence, or EI, and emotional quotient, which is EQ. Um, and my belief is that they're very different. Emotional intelligence, I believe, is the concept as its entirety. Uh, and emotional quotient uh, is an actual numbered score as a result of taking an EQ test. So I'm gonna try to refer to the conceptual information as EI uh, and any information as it relates to figuring out your score or testing itself as EQ. Emotional intelligence can be defined a couple of ways, both really being correct, but having different implications. First, it's to recognize 
understand and manage our own emotions. And second would be to recognize, understand, and influence the emotions of others. Uh, and I try to think about them in this order. Uh, I do it on purpose because I believe that you can't truly be of service to others until you understand where you're coming from. Practically speaking, this means being aware that emotions can drive our behaviors and impact people around us both positively and negatively. Uh, and the work is learning how to manage those emotions, both our own and others, especially when we're under pressure or stressed. There are many examples of where this shows up and tells us when the ability to manage your emotional intelligence is important. All of them, potentially high stress moments like giving and receiving feedback or constructive criticism, dealing with challenging relationships, dealing with big changes, setbacks, uh, personal failures, or the failures of others that impact you. It can also be something more common like meeting a tight deadline or not having enough of or the right resources for a task or project you're working on. It can be any situation where there's a chance of emotions that are outside of neutral. Think of it like a horizontal sliding scale with neutral right in the middle uh, and positive to the right with negative on the left. Different interactions are going to create different levels of positive or negative emotional results. So it makes sense that the more intense or further down the scale the emotional result is, the more complicated it is to manage those emotions. I think the best example of this in action is likely with children. A small child that has little experience and doesn't understand where their emotions come from will have extreme joy over very little things, as well as serious temper tantrums over equally small things. But as you age, those emotional highs and lows start to smooth out and become more relevant to the intensity of the event. Everyone gets a natural amount of this, granted to various degrees, just by living life and experiencing positive and negative moments. This is all passive. With awareness into emotional intelligence and the work that you can potentially do on yourself in this area, what we're trying to do is make this active, like turning on a switch that allows us to manage the emotional output regardless of where it lands on the scale. Where emotional intelligence becomes really powerful is when you can not only control it in yourself, but also help guide others by providing perspective and reason that maybe they can't see in the moment. Another way to describe this, uh, I would say, is providing exceptional leadership. So let's talk about Daniel Goleman's theory of emotional intelligence. In his book, he breaks it down into five essential elements. The first of which I believe is at the core of it all, emotional self-awareness. Emotional self-awareness is your ability to have awareness moment to moment into what you're feeling, as well as the ability to understand the impact you're having on others because of those feelings. This is huge. Imagine how powerful it could be to simultaneously feel an emotion and have the logic centers of your brain instantly kick in to explain to you why and how you're feeling that way and how others are experiencing you in that moment. Um, have you ever heard the saying, you can't control your first reaction, but you can control your second? This is what I think strong emotional self-awareness can help with. This has the potential to be life-changing. Self-regulation is the next one. This is your ability to control or redirect your emotions and learning to anticipate the consequences before you act on your impulses. This has the power to stop you from putting your foot in your mouth. It even has the power to stop you from displaying like a telling bit of body language that could ruin progress made in a negotiation or a meeting that you're having. 
The third essential is around motivation, or rather your ability to self-motivate. How well can you utilize emotional factors to overcome or persevere in the face of adversity? How powerful would it be for a natural procrastinator to have the strength to motivate themselves to not wait until the last minute? Or a person that gets derailed by poor feedback, or another that gets overly confident by too much good feedback, so they stop trying as hard? There are so many examples of where control and understanding over your motivation can play a role not only in practical everyday stuff, but just within this whole idea of emotional intelligence. Uh, you have to be motivated to even work on yourself. Uh, next, in the fourth essential, is empathy. From the perspective of emotional intelligence, we're interested in your ability to sense the emotions of others and then use your self-awareness and self-regulation to help guide how to proceed in a conversation or you know any other moment. Imagine as a manager, if you're completely oblivious that the members of your team are feeling stressed and overworked, and then, you know, you barge in and declare in a super happy tone, you know, hey, you know, we have all of this new work coming up. It's so exciting to be busy. But being completely unaware of your team's emotional state, you know, what you thought was great news actually demotivated and annoyed your entire team. You know, you can also imagine a scenario where, you know, you know a person is struggling to deliver a tough message and you're not making it easy. You're actually making it harder on them because you're unaware of their emotional struggle in that moment. It takes empathy to allow someone to provide you feedback in a gracious manner. And the last emotional intelligence essential is about social skills. Um, we want to think about this from the perspective of learning how to effectively manage relationships and inspire others. You know, being socially unaware or awkward is a surefire way to diminish a person's mood um, and lessen the impact of your message. It's natural uh, for people to make snap judgments about a person's motivations or agenda simply by experiencing their social demeanor. I'm gonna wrap this week up with a couple of other thoughts Goldman discusses in his books. Uh, according to Goldman, emotional intelligence is not a thing that can be looked for either in yourself or in others, but rather it's something that's kind of just a part of you, a part of your inner self. Now, this is not to say it can't be worked on as if it was a thing, but each person's work and journey with emotional intelligence is their own. And I mean, honestly, it requires a lifetime to master. So next week, we're going to talk about EQ testing and how to determine your current baseline level of emotional intelligence. Uh, we're also going to look at a couple ways to take the EQ test and then discuss what you can do with the information, as well as get into some tools and techniques that you can practice to work on areas that you may be weak in. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you got a lot out of your time with me today. Talk to you next week.